Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to the Horror Hangout Podcast, where two bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Kondo with Kate, and I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mr... It's Mr. Ben Arrington. Mr. Ben Arrington is a tight chest, which... Uh, as if you I do. Hear... I'm, a bit, I'm a bit out of breath today. I don't know if you can hear it. Can you hear how tight it sounds? Ooh. I'm a bit breathless and wheezy. I don't know if it's uh, I think you've got a related nice to chest. hay fever. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks, Luke. That's a weird. That's a weird <laughs> compliment to give someone. You've got a lovely chest. Yeah. If you give it to so, to someone of the male half of the species, it's probably a bit weird. Give it to someone of the female species, it's a bit creepy. It depends on the context. You've got a lot. I suppose it does depend on the context. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Of that's it. what. That's what yeah. you'd say, wouldn't it? Yeah. This is a context first <laughs> before you judge me. <laughs> Nice boobies, don't I think said. of me as a pervert. <laughs> yeah. I said nice boobies. I said lovely tits. Oh, don't listen to the context, will you? God, before you judge me. Well, like this, for example, you just said that. If someone was listening now and took that out of context, someone would be like, oh, Ben's a right perv. But oh, yeah, it's a new context. So we'll be talking about context. Yeah. I hope one day I have to listen back to little snippets of me on this podcast. Yeah. Just tiny little two to three second snippets of me saying various things. I don't know. I'm in some scenario where I'm being asked to explain them all. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's just loads of horrible, horrible you're, things that I've said. You're in front of a court and uh, there's like a, a jury yeah. there of young people. And there's in 20 years ago, you said nice boobies on... <laughs> You podcast. said nice boobies. Who were you talking to? And what did you mean by that? And that's harassment. Yeah. Oh man, I didn't. I didn't mean it. Yeah. There we go. But we all got to be responsible for our own actions, Luke. So yeah, you know. That's true. That's true. But in um, twenty years, you might have to defend a lot worse. We we'll have to wait and see. We we'll have to wait and see. Uh, so talking about horror movies and that, um, we've got some news, I believe. Oh. Oh, do we have to? Nice newsies. Uh, yeah. Well, we got some newsies. Well, we'll look at what the horror. We'll come up with a name for this section, currently called Horror News, which is uh, pretty spot on, really, isn't it? Horror News section. 
Um, <laughs> the so last, yeah, last, it's got a ring last to week it. we were talking about it's got a good ring to it. Last week we were talking about the arrival of it chapter two trailer, and it arrived, and you broke your um, oath that you made to uh, Stephen King himself. Oh, your blood oath, which yeah. was to never <laughs> dribble oath, which is to make, which was never watch trailers again, pretty much. But then you watched this one, didn't you? I've I've been very lax on my trailer watching. I just you got no control. I got no control. Um, I need to get back on my diet of, of no no trailers, but I, I couldn't help but watch that. And um, I was there's that trailer is the scariest trailer I think I've ever seen. It's like it's oh, like one scene, but there's a bit. It's, it's with the older Jessica Chastain playing the older I can't remember her name now, um, and this old woman who's obviously... before before we get before we go into it like yeah. there are no spoilers in the trailer it's just sort of like a very yeah a nice scene well I guess it's a spoiler but it's just a, a nice scene from the film and some setup for the rest of the film but yeah. no major plot points or anything I don't know if it's because I was maybe a bit a bit lightheaded I'm on the antihistamines from hay fever at the minute so maybe that. You know, added to the experience, <laughs> but <Explain> that, yeah. <laughs> I was uh, watching the trailer, and there's a bit where the woman just doesn't say anything for about yeah. like 20 seconds, and I remember it just I, feels I, painful. I thought my computer, I thought my computer was buffering. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't stand it. There's something man. about that 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 situation of waiting for that woman to say something that I found utterly unbearable, and then she finally mm. says something. It just gets weirder and weirder, and it's just a really good trailer. Like it doesn't give anything away. It. It just gives you a sense pretty, of the tone. It's ripped pretty much straight from the book, right? That, that I think part, it's almost almost right. identical. Yeah, yeah. So I've, I've read somewhere that they're going to include some more controversial scenes from the book um, in the film. I don't know if we're going if they're going to include the big controversial scene, mm. the one you know about. Or, uh, <laughs> I don't know if they're going to include that, but yeah, you know what scene I mean? From the yeah, book? no. <laughs> I know, so you mean, it's just funny that you said. You, I know you know that you, you know the scene. I know <laughs> you know, you know, and we both read it, and we both felt dirty afterwards, and yeah. we had to have a shower, an hour-long shower. In um, the twenty-year so yeah, in the did... future court, the kids would be like, "In whenever you read a scene, like loads of kids doing dirty stuff for each other. Why did you? Why did you do that?" And you have to explain the that? entire well, plot. I of it. Well, I, I didn't enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't enjoy it. Uh, I promise. Yeah. So obviously, this book, this film takes place. This is the all the kids all grown up. Not set in the eighties now. Obviously, they flipped it from the book where the kids weren't. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. They, they, so they set they set the scenes with the kids in the eighties, and the the stuff now yeah. is in modern day. Yeah. Yeah. What, like two thousand something. So yeah, it looks pretty cool. Um, casting's really good. I think like everyone from Bill Hader to. What's his name? James McAvoy. James McAvoy. All look pretty good. Yeah. Got some big got some big names in that cast, as well as some sort of relative unknowns. Um and it looks like it's gonna be more of the same. Which I'm which I'm looking forward to. I recommend if if you're if you're the kind of person who does avoid trailers like Luke Condor usually does before he likes himself, then you can watch this trailer and feel fine about it. I tend to think I'm gonna watch like one trailer. A teaser and a trailer I think I can get away with. Yeah. Anything more than that. I can. I kind of think I'm starting to ruin stuff now because yeah. a, a new trailer. You mean like when you see the videos where it's like ten things you missed from the it trailer, like it comes out yeah. five minutes later. Oh yeah, but I can't. I yeah. can't help but watching them. I'm obsessed with stuff like that. Get it I straight can't. into my. Get it straight into my veins. Only from a few few YouTubers, not like everybody. Um, 
yeah so there's that and then i guess the other thing i wanted to mention was i didn't put this on the list today luke so i'm just i'm just freestyling here the midsummer trailer new film from ari aster um now this is probably a trailer you might want to avoid because we saw a teaser that yeah. may be all you want to see this one a few more plot points i guess even though it doesn't show absolutely yeah. loads it shows loads about showing loads if that makes okay. any sense okay. at all. I think I, I saw a, a still or a, a, the poster and I was like, that, that's, that's, yeah. I'm, I'm there. I don't need to see the trailer. The still is a close up of um, the actress. Oh, completely forgot her name now. The one who played Paige in the, in the fight with my family film. It's a close up of her of a tear on their face. It's a, it's a sort of quite a theme going on in modern horror, isn't it? Of posters or promotional art where someone's crying a single tear. Florence Pugh. Is that a name? Lord, I mean, Pew, that's it. Um, you got it, mate. They, um, P-U. They, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I thought that was um, Jordan Peele's thing. He has like a black person yeah. crying. That was like a, his stick, wasn't it? Get yeah, out. Ari and uh, Ari I'll have like, a white person <laughs> crying, all right? Yeah, I can do that. But we're white people. Um, <laughs> yeah, but we're white people. So, you know, I ain't ripping anything off. It's a Ari. completely new and original idea. My, my name's Ari. Uh, uh, I Chris. Ari. Pie of yeah. Foster's. And I'll make a film where the white woman's I'll crying. Right here. <laughs> lovely, lovely film, that. Um, Very lovely film. Delicious. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to watch that, like 100%. I think if it's a follow-up from Hereditary. <clears throat> yeah, so it comes out in July, which uh, looks exciting. Yeah. So, yeah, if you, if you like the sound of that film at all, which is kind of like a, a folk horror, weird cult all set in the daytime, constantly in the daytime. They're in Sweden. They're like, it's 9pm, the sun's in the, in the middle of the sky. What's going on here? If you like the sound of that, it's sort of like a cross between the Wicker Man and the Wicker Man remake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Uh, if you like the sound of that, go watch the teaser. Probably don't watch the trailer. Like, you know, me, I'm like, it's like picking a scab. If I know it's there, I'm like, let's have a look here then. The teaser's like the, um, like a flavouring. Like, it's just, you know, packaging. Like, it's like a nice cover. Yep. Uh, it sort of adds to the experience, yeah. Um, I was going to say, there's another Stephen King thing, The Outsider. Correct. It's coming out. Correcto. Keeping on the keeping on the Stephen King thing. Uh, so this is one of his most one of his recent novels. I'm currently reading it. I'm about 100 pages in. People love it. People love it. People are loving this shit, man. Well, yeah. HBO released like a 2019-2020 preview and basically gave the first look at the series. There's a couple of clips in it, but it's, it stars um, Ben Mendelsohn and Jason Bateman. Um, and it is kind of like, it starts off as a police procedural and it slowly gets into different territory. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything, all right? I'm not going to say anything. They can't say anything. So it's like a straight. So basically, a seemingly straightforward investigation into the gruesome murder of a local boy leads a seasoned cop and an unorthodox investigator to question everything they believe to be real, even their own hands, as an insidious supernatural force edges its way into the case. I added the hands bit. Yeah, I liked it. That was that one part of it. It's weird because I, um, I, I could uh, do anything. I'm question if anything around me is real, like uh, <laughs> if it's sunny outside. Is 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 this real? Yeah, what is that? It's just is that is it sunny outside? Is it just a big light bulb? And how I mean, can you, how can you question if anything's real without starting to sing Bohemian Rhapsody? Like it's impossible. I guess so. Uh, I guess you're right. Yeah. Of to get so um, have you read you haven't, you haven't read the book? Have you? No, I've read the cover, and I was like, that was very good. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty much just, that's pretty much the same <laughs> these days, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But um, I'm enjoying it so far. It's very like edgy seat sort of stuff, 
And it's very like, oh, interesting. What's going on here? I'm trying yeah. to spot a twist coming at me, but so that's what I'm trying to avoid. I mean, I watched this clip, but I'm going to try and avoid other stuff, so I don't want everything to ruin it. But it sounds like it could be quite interesting as a series. Difficult to market the series, I think, because it looks from the exterior like it's going to attract the, like, the people who like true crime stuff. Maybe it'll do you know, the True Detective. So first season one is yeah. kind of borders on horror. A very and... tiny little supernatural horror element, sort of like 5%, yeah. like a little drop of blood in a in a big old sea of like a water. Ribena cordial in a big yeah, glass better, of water. <laughs> that's yeah. a much better analogy. Yeah. Ribena cordial, like it is Ribena when you drink it. Yeah, yeah. But you know, that's not how it started. And but now you, it'll never go back to being water. No. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow, so new Purge movie. Uh, yeah. What's this? And... Number six? Oh. I couldn't even tell you. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not particularly a fan of these movies, but I know that you've seen a few, so I made a note of this. 2020, there's going to be a new, a new Purge movie. Um, I guess it's just one of those things that they're going to sort of try and pump out every couple of years because they make a lot of dollars. Yeah, they do. This quite gonna these uh, this movies, number five. Number five. They, they come out uh, on big screens, right? They they're not like straight to DVD fair. They're uh, no no cinematic releases. Um, the big ones, yeah. Uh, I I don't know if I'd ever go to the cinema to see one. No, I'm not that invested. It's not so much of a horror thing anymore. It seems to be increasing. It's like dark thriller, satire, um, yeah. whatever the political climate is of the day. <laughs> they go, yeah, I could yeah. do a page movie about that. We could do an horrible horror movie about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harry, so who, who, who knows? Who knows what? <laughs> yeah. Who knows what the political climate is going to be like in 2020? Who knows what kind of horrible horror thriller we're going to see yeah um <clears throat> other than that what other news we got um we're nearing episode 100 we are so this is episode 96 if you listen to this 96 can you believe it i can't believe it can you believe we've come this far how long have we been doing it for like two years it feel like too, two long. Years? <laughs> too long too <laughs> long i don't know i think it's maybe two maybe just over two years perhaps yeah that makes sense we do about an episode a week normally yeah, it's about oh, it just over two years. Like and it's some, it is no, someone I look like forward that. to. Don't get, don't yeah. get a big head now. It's someone I look forward to. It's not I've someone already I think, got one. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> 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 it's not one of those things, I've, you know, when you think, oh, I've got this coming up, I'm dreading it, thinking about it all day. Oh, do I have to do that? Oh, bloody hell. And then you do it. You're like, oh, that's a bit shit. I look forward to this so, stuff, you know? Sometimes you can be quite tired <laughs> in your day. You feel a bit sort of, yeah. I don't know, obliterated by work. And you get here, you just chat chat about films and stuff or something. It's quite nice. It's not, no, I mean, it's great. nice to socialise as well because especially I'm just sat on my own in my house looking at the wall. <laughs> <laughs> not really doing that, but mostly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so we kind, of, we kind of want some ideas, I guess, of what to do for episode 100. I know we've knocked a couple of ideas around of possibly doing like a live watch-along, live podcast thing. We haven't really looked into logistics of that yet, but... I don't think it's too difficult, right? Susie? No, I think it'll be all right. I think mm. um, if anything, we could just do set a schedule and then just get something on on Facebook in the Facebook group and we'll watch it together and chat about it. <laughs> or yeah, there, there's there, options there are... for us to do to watch it and, and talk over it as well. That would be quite good if yeah. we do like a stream of the film because there are ways you can like share movies you're watching, right? Yeah, yeah. And then somehow have us there 
chatting as well and and having a live chat. Does that sound like too much going on? I think you have to find a quiet film where there's not much chatting going on. That, oh, yeah. If it's like a very dense and complicated <laughs> plot, then we won't shut up. That's true. Yeah, well, that, I think we won't watch a dense, complicated film. I think we'll watch something the, the schlockier the better, I think. Yeah. A film you'd really like to have a few beers with. Maybe a trauma two. film, then. Maybe a trauma film. Yeah. Um, good idea. Yeah. <clears throat> we'll give it some more thought, but if, if anyone's got a suggestion, you know, hit us up on the Facebook group, Horror Hangout, Board of Advisors. Tell us what you think. Hit us up on Twitter as well, at Hawk and Cleaver. And just tell us what we should do for episode 100 or don't even do episode 100 do 99 and then do episode 101 really fuck with the system yeah we could save oh, it for later it. we could save episode 100 for we we like 110 we're not, ready. we're not ready yet do it later we're not ready yet we're gonna do 100 episode 100's yeah. coming up we're now on 194 confusing yeah yeah uh yeah so there's that and then lastly uh, we've got horror hangout t-shirts officially that was quick wasn't it because we spoke about that last week and now they're live and they exist i mean they don't physically exist i don't think one's been printed yet yeah i think so yeah you can purchase one i think one's been printed yeah one was ordered today but did it get printed today that's the question i want answered i think so because that was quite early so i think it's the same day ship yeah yeah so yeah if you go to hawkandcleaver.com click on the shop button then we've got a little web store on there with a few few merchandise items including a black horror hangout t-shirt it's got the horror hangout logo in what would you say like green greeny blue minty green key lime green algae key lime green that's better i knew you'd get i knew you'd get there um yeah so if you do purchase one you know whoever does then we've got obviously got to see a picture of it uh andy conduit turner said he's gonna get one i think i might get one i think i, yeah, I, think I might get <laughs> chasing one is that like I don't know. Can you wear your own podcast t-shirts? I'm wearing my own oh. podcast t-shirts all the time. Just, yeah, uh, I've, got, but, I've got twenty of them. I've got twenty of my own podcast t-shirts in the. Wear them like a uniform, like I've yeah. got a like a polo shirt with <coughs> my. Face. It would be <laughs> good if it would be good if we had one and we wore it every single week. Yeah, with horror horror hangout hats and you know nice. horror hangout mugs. Yeah, ties maybe. You know, great. Yeah, I mean, we'll add more to the shop as we go. Um, it's a fairly straightforward process these days, uh, especially now yeah. I think the logo works quite well. I think it'd be nice to get some sort of commissioned art as well for it at some point, um, mm. but we'll we'll see how that works. Well, so. we've got some pretty sweet art for the other Hawking Cleaver podcast, The Other Stories, done yeah. by Luke, Spoon- Luke Spooner. That's pretty badass. Yeah, yeah, it'd be good to get some of that on a, on a T-shirt. Yeah, I like um, it. Yeah. I bloody like it. Okay, that's the yeah. news section over. Thanks What's for joining me. Horror movie news section. <laughs> horror movie news section. The official horror movie news section. The official horror movie news section. Okay, that's done. Take off the list. Join us next week for more of the horror movie news section. Uh, up next <laughs> on the itinerary, stuffs and guffs. Have you done a stuff or done a guff? I'm gonna yeah, but I'll keep it fairly brief. Okay. So I watched uh, I watched the Endless this week. Oh yeah, which I yeah, 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 believe yeah. you've seen as well. well I watched um, it on loop. So you no, watched it on loop. It's you still got going stuck now. in a loop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it's a science fiction thriller, sort of with I guess horror elements, um, time travel, spacey shit, cosmic 
stuff. Yeah, I mean, the horror comes from the cosmic side of it, doesn't it? Yeah. It kind yeah. of wears its heart on its sleeve, though. Like, it's not yeah. a mystery to sort of unpick. It kind of tells you what's going down from the start. And whether yeah. you believe it or not, it's kind of up to you. But yeah, sort of, I guess it's quite a low budget film, like for mostly unknowns. And it's Aaron Moorhead and Justin Benson who have made a film or, or a couple of films before, I believe. Made, there's made one called, well, they made one, I can't remember the name of it. And then they made something called Spring, which is apparently really good as well. Um, Resolution. Anyway. Resolution, that's the first one, I think. And I think yeah. that has, I haven't seen it, but it, there is, uh, I think it ties into part of this film. Yeah. Um, I mean, I really, I did really enjoy it. I was definitely a little bit confused at times because, you know, all the time loops stuff sometimes when you try and get your head around the logistics of it can be quite confusing. And I'm a yeah. simple, simple fellow. I thought it was really ambitious. Had some really cool ideas. I don't think it quite got to where I expected it to go. Yeah. Yeah. If that, if that makes sense. I kind of expected certain revelations and certain things to be shown and maybe even like a twist at the end in, in some way. But for me, it kind of just yeah, not fizzled out, but kind of just I thought it's pretty good. Um, I, I need to watch it again, I think. Um, I like some of the time loop stuff is quite horrific. I mean, there's, there's that one guy. I don't, yeah. I don't want to spoil it for everyone, but there's one guy in a tent. I think he's in a tent. <laughs> yeah, he's in a tent. And he's dying. <clears throat> That's all I'm going to tell you. Yeah, but it's on Netflix, so if oh, you're stuck okay, cool. for, you yeah. know, you want to watch a little weird, I guess, it's one of those films that's a bit off the, it's kind of when you go off the beaten track, yeah, for something yeah. to watch, um, and it's not something you never necessarily see, and you think that looks, that looks all that good, because, you know, it's got no recognisable faces in it, and not that that would make me watch a film or not, but to know that it's actually it's got great, good um, is, like, cover art as well you know on the blue oh, yeah. you don't have to use it for netflix <laughs> cover but it's, it's it's that weird sort of um circle in the sky thing going on it, it's great it's beautiful good stuff um yeah. that's pretty much all i've watched although i have got hold um of the new spider-man game on ps4 i say new it came out sort of like last september probably um and i've been delving into that and becoming quite obsessed with it because the, the web swinging and the like, the um, combat is some of the best. Some of the best you could some ever have. Some of the best ever. Okay. Think of like, think of like the combat from like the Arkham yeah, games. Yeah. But you can do like, fifteen other things, and just the web swinging is just so so fluid. It's delicious. I watch um, a YouTube show called <clears throat> Girlfriend Reviews, <clears throat> and they're not reviews of games, but the reviews of a girlfriend living and. Watching a boyfriend <coughs> play games. All oh, right. She's talking about Spider Man one. It's really, really good. And she was like watching her boyfriend like web swing around uh, Manhattan, and she was like, "Wow, are you?" <laughs> she like it looks like he's are amazing. You... And he goes, "She's like, am I dating Spider Man?" And then she oh, had to go, and he said, within like five minutes, she was doing the same thing because it's just how easy it is yeah. to, uh, to to work it. I, I definitely want to give it a go. Girlfriend reviews, yeah. I'll give yeah, this a yeah. Yeah. Any of those videos, they're really good. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, man. What about you? I watched a couple of things. I watched uh, something called Time Bandits. Oh, yes. Have you seen, have you seen Time Bandits? Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, not for a long, long time. Yeah. But I've, I saw it quite a while ago. It's Yeah, me too. It's one of like the formative films I watched when I was very, very, very young. And like when you watch it now, there's so many scenes that like you just remember. Or like, the special effects are all very practical effects, and it's all very... Um, it's, it's a Terry Gilliam film. I think it's maybe his... Um, I think it was his... First, one of his first feature films that he sort of did the Monty Python mm. stuff. Um, what is it? What is it? Nineties? 
No, no, it's uh, 80s. I'd say 80s. Uh, but it's a uh, 1980 summit British production. It's uh, about a little boy who uh, seven dwarves uh, fly into his room through the cupboard, uh, and then they're chased and they take him, and they've been chased by a godhead sort of thing. Um, it's all it's all like very practical. <clears throat> like the, there's rotoscoping sort of animations over the top, which makes you feel that like, reminds you of like Willow and stuff like that. Mm. Um, oh yeah, it's really funny. It's doesn't it's not it's not slow pace. It's not boring at all. It just it just makes you feel like a kid again, an English kid. And it's got one of the best. It makes you movies. feel like an English. Yeah, it's just very English. It's full of like. It's weird if it made you feel actors. like a Brazilian a Brazilian kid. Yeah. I've never even been a Brazilian kid. Yeah, but I well, feel like one right now. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but it's it's getting the, the ending, which I think most people would remember about the film is I'm not gonna I, I don't know I'm gonna worry about spoiling it because it's 1981 film came out uh, <coughs> so it's um the ending where the kid gets back to his home on this like little suburban street and there's a piece of evil in the microwave oven and his parents both touch it at the same time and they both explode <laughs> the ends of his parents like popping like uh, his parents explode yeah. is it quite like creepy the film. I remember right not really i mean creepy? maybe when we were kids we would have thought some bits might have been a bit creepy because it's like there's a thing called pure evil uh, which is a man who wants to wants to map wants the time map so he can <coughs> get computers and take over the world or something so um, like a, there's a pig pig man in it right there is a pig man in it yeah so when you're a kid that might have been kind of freaky yeah there's things that would have been by a pig man. the sort of the special effects might have been freaky for a young kid it's all very practical. It's all very wet and gooey. The skulls, Evil's got like a, a plasticine skull on the back of his head. Yeah. Uh, but it's good. I, I, I <coughs> if you like Terry Gilliam, it's a very Terry Gilliam film. Um, yeah. Like the visual style of it. Uh, but yeah, it's good. And I also watched um, Detective Pikachu, which is, uh, I wasn't too keen on going to watch it. It wasn't, I just kind of felt like it was going to be getting into a bit of a kid's film. And yep. it is a kids' film, but it's all right. It's um, way better than I think it has any right to be, as it's about Ryan Reynolds playing Pikachu. But that makes yeah. sense in the context of the story. Where you can't really give, you can't really explain it without giving away the whole ending to the film. Uh, but it does explain, it, and there's a reason why Pikachu talks like that. Um, but it, it's all right. I mean, if, especially if you grow up with Pokemon. It makes you feel like, oh, I wish I lived in that world because there's like squirrels yeah. working with the firemen, and there's like, uh, oh yeah, bet not, not as many people die then. Squirrels saving the day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's Jigglypuff singing the karaoke bar. There's a Mister Mime bit, which is which is really funny. It's it's very funny, and yeah. it's I don't know why I watched so many kids films this this week, but it's yeah, grow it's up, good. mate. <laughs> I'll probably, oh, to be fair, I'll probably watch. Detective Pikachu when I get a chance, maybe this weekend. I think I like it. Um, but yes, yeah, so a few sort of films coming out soon, like in the next week or so. This is going to be like super. Like Aladdin comes out. John Wick free. That Elton John biopic. There's all these different things coming. I'm going to be cinema over the next couple of weeks is going to be crazy. What's uh, coming out of horror wise there? I don't care about horror. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about horror, all right? Who cares about horror? Who do 100 episodes talking about horror films? Yeah. Does that, uh... um, I'm not sure. The next horror film is probably... 
That's a good, I mean, it is a good question. It's the next horror film. That's when you have to dive back. You have to go into the oldies. So, yeah, maybe this is, yeah, so I'm pretty sure there's going to be, oh, so The Curse of La Llorona came out like last week, right? That's one. It Chapter 2 is coming out in September. Yes. I believe. Midsummer is in July. Okay, that makes sense being midsummer. Um, on brand. Yeah. I think we're getting an Annabelle, Annabelle t- uh, 3. So is La Llorona in this universe as well? In the Conjuring uh, universe? Yes, but I think Andy, as he said to us last week, it is very loosely linked by right, uh, like yeah, the smallest, yeah. tiniest little, like, oh, bloody hell, that, that, that coffee cup is in the same film as that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark is out Ooh, this yeah. year as well. Yeah, I'm quite excited. I'm not about sure that. on the date of when that comes out. But yeah, that should be pretty good. Uh, 47 Meters Down. Um, I've never done that one. Sequel? Okay. 48 Meters Down. What did I say? That's oh, so called. I uh, film, another Blumhouse film called Ma. I don't know if you've seen the. Uh, it's this got is the same universe as well. Oh, yeah. So I tried to put that actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Basically, everything's the same bloody video, uh, yeah. same bloody universe. Okay. Um, and I'm probably missing absolutely loads of stuff out, but there we go. That's the ones I can kind of remember and also kind of Googled. I like it. I think I feel like this is uh, all these films take place in the Conjuring verse, uh, but that's okay. The Conjuring. Every, every film takes place in the Conjuring verse, including Detective Pikachu. Yeah. He uh, shows up in this film we're talking about today. So The Conjuring uh, is today's film. It is. Uh, I completely forgot uh, where it comes on the list. So we're on. The, so we're working away now. We've gone back to the IGN Top 100 for the first time in how long? <laughs> in maybe like six, seven weeks? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously because we've already reviewed some of the films on the IG, IGN Top 100, um, a lot of the li- a lot of the ones we're going for, we're gonna be like skipping numbers, skipping ahead. So, I think the Conjuring is somewhere in the nineties, ninety four. But the last film we reviewed on this list was Trick or Treat. That was ages ago. So that was bloody ages ago. I've got the IGN uh, thing about it here. If, uh... Yeah. Do you, want, do you want me to just quickly do the do yeah. the deets? Yeah, do the deets. Yeah. So, The Conjuring is a twenty thirteen American supernatural horror film directed by James Wan. Um, and it's the inaugural film in the Conjuring universe starring Patrick Wilson and Vera, Vera Farmiga as Ed and Lorraine Warren, paranormal and um, investigators. So, paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren work to help a family terrorized by a dark presence in their farmhouse. Lovely. Well, this is what William Bibiani says from IGN. The questionably real paranormal investigations of Ed and Lorraine Warren become fodder for one hell of a scary story and laid the groundwork for many to come in James Wan's The Conjuring. <coughs> it's a tale of a family who fall prey to a malevolent spirit who seek the help of the Warrens to save their family in more ways than one. The Conjuring has a deliriously theatrical scares and cinematography full of dark little nooks and crannies where you just know evil dwells. But this is more than just a spook house. It's a spook house full of sensitive souls whose lives are devastated by forces they don't understand. Lily Taylor, Ron Livingston, Patrick Wilson, Vera Farmiga and a score of talented child actors invite you into their lives before we see them threatened and that makes the threats unbearably scary. Um, 
It's uh, got 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's pretty good. 7.5 out of 10 mm. IMDb. That's very average. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I, I know some people are very sort of middling to fair to middling on this film. <clears throat> I have always been fair to high on this film, but I've seen it many times now. Um, yep. And I've, maybe that's starting to worry a little thing. When you know the scares, the, the main thing about this film is that it's, it's a spook house. It's like a fun house of a film. And the gags yeah. are one of the big cells of it. <clears throat> yeah. I feel, I feel the same. I feel like maybe this is the, you know, fourth or fifth time I've seen it. Yeah. Like in my old life since 2013 when it was released. Um, and yeah, I feel like it's ran a bit thin with me as well, but you know, that that's, it's hard to sort of deliver a subjective review when you feel about that a bit bored because you've sort of seen it and you know what's coming and all that stuff. The Conjuring 2, I've only ever actually seen just the once, so it would be nice to go back and watch that again. Yeah. But those are the only two films in the Conjuring universe that I've actually seen because the thought of a spin-off from a horror film universe kind of fills me with not dread, but just, you know. That's what they're not, aiming for. That's what they're aiming for. They're aiming for dread, but it fills yeah. me with like, eh, do you know what I mean? Eh. I'm just not okay. really feeling it. But yeah. do you think with this film, when this film was written and released, that they kind of saw a bigger horror film shared universe? I don't think so. Um, I, I kind of get the impression that James Wan didn't want to do much more horror stuff. Because you kind of think so. James Wan did um, Saw. He'd yep. done the first Saw. Uh, and he did something called Dead Silence, which I've still not seen. I really want to see. <laughs> um, he did Insidious, uh, and I think Insidious too. Um, and then he's, and then he, and he was doing this. But I know he because he did Aquaman and he's done Fast and Furious films. I feel I've always understood that that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to do big budget other films, but he's sort of been pigeonholing this horror sort of thing. But he obviously does it really well. Um, I mean this. I think Insidious was was pretty good. If you, if you, it still felt like a bit rough around the edges and that. But I feel like this film is his most mature horror film that he's done, and it's also <clears throat> not really for people looking to be. It's not for horror movie fans. Although horror movie fans, I imagine, like it. It feels way more mainstream. It's like a a stepping stone horror film. It's like a reaching hand to the mainstream audience and saying, "Come in." That's what I imagine Poltergeist yeah. would have felt like back in the day. It just feels like it's a family film where everyone yeah, can yeah. genuinely a family film. Yeah, you can you can watch it with your young children. Yeah, now <laughs> I know what you mean. It does feel like you care about this family, and it's not yeah. like you know. Sometimes with films like this, with like hauntings or ghosts or stuff, you you know people just want scares or they just want to see people get murked. Yeah, but with this one, <laughs> I mean, I didn't really yeah. like Insidious or Insidious Two. I think that's it. Is that the only two there's been? Has there been a third? There's been four, I think. I but think I where think where this film kind of is on the on the on the line for me in the in the sort of the haunting modern horror films that yeah. are just so by the numbers that I hate. Yeah, this is on the this is on the edge for me. Like this almost like goes it's almost one and it's almost the other. But I'm kind of all right with that, and I feel the same about Conjuring too. I think it, it helps that this is the best example of that kind of film. Like it does yeah. it's it does it way better than most of those other films do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's yeah. Just way I mean, more I, Insidious felt incredibly similar to these films, but almost like a, just a lamer version. Yeah. Well, I think <coughs> Insidious came from, uh, Lee Winnell <coughs> and James Wan. I think we're at the point where they, 
they kind of they built a franchise there with, with Saw, um, and they couldn't. I think they were struggling to get more work. They couldn't. They didn't have any sort of lost. They made made a loss on Dead Silence, and they were struggling to get it to be going again. They did Insidious. I think quite low budget, um, and he essentially made another franchise, and then from that got The Conjuring, uh, and James Wan made another <laughs> franchise. Like he he is a, sort of a franchise machine. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, with the Saw franchise, I really enjoy Saw. I well, think the that's first a great, great. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, it's a great film, but I think it slowly devolves into like the some of the worst in that genre. Some of the worst, sort of like what would you say, torture porn? Torture yeah, yeah. Films, some of the worst. You know, I think they gradually get worse until you get like the worst. Well, I, I say gradually get worse. I stopped at four. I think I just went. Nah, I've had enough of this shit. I'm out. I'm out of here. Yeah, uh, it's also um, I think one of one of the best things about this film is Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga, like they are just entertaining, to, nice. They're quite pleasant to watch, especially in this one and in the sequel. It's it's the they're yep. the main characters, but they just seem like they just genuinely want to help people. It's quite they're an great. endearing quality. I think they're great individually. They're great together, and they genuinely feel. Yeah, they feel like they want to help these people. And you kind of, there's something about it. You know when you're like, oh, I'm a bit scared of this film, a bit worried, what's going to happen? Mm. When they turn up, I'm a bit like, oh, thank God, thank God you're here. I'm so glad you guys are here. Come here. Give me a hug, both of you. Yeah. And I sort of, I feel like that about the ghost, what, well, the ghost hunters slash the ghost in in the in Poltergeist. Yeah. The uh, guys who want to help there. I kind of yeah, feel, I feel yeah. as, soon, as soon as those sort of characters turn up in these kind of films, I think, oh, it's going to be all right. Whew. Yeah, um, I, I like those little scenes. Like, there's the one in the second Conjuring film where he plays guitar for the kids, and it's just it's nothing there really, but for him to try and raise the spirits of the children. And then in in this one, he's he's like he helps the guy fix his car. Like, he has no yeah. reason to do that other than the fact that he's just a genuinely he's good a nice guy. guy. But I he's mean, sort of like a, uh, he doesn't really want like he wants to help people, but he'd rather. Be doing something else, really. Playing It'll still help you. Playing Spider Man, yeah. but uh, yeah. playing Spider Man on a PlayStation. Whereas, whereas obviously his wife uh, Vera Vera Farmiga's character, yeah, sort of feels like it's her. She what she was made for is her duty. She's got a gift and she's got to use it. Great power comes great responsibility. Learned that from playing Spider Man. It's uh, it, yeah, it's a good film. I think um, what I, one of the things I really enjoyed about this film is the sort of that it looks. It takes a lot of camera movements and and styles from seventies horror movies. Like even the, the this bit at the start, it's got like the, the yellow text going up the screen. That reminded yep. me very much of Flat Exorcist. It reminded me of Exorcist, and also um, there's a documentarian feel to it, and it reminded me of um, what's the film that starts like that? Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That starts yep. with the yellow text like that. Um, and there's the, the the weird sort of slow camera <laughs> zooms where it just seems to zoom into people really yep. far away for some reason. It's got a very classic horror yeah, feel to it yeah. and again it's not a very you know unique story in in any sense of the word but it does kind of feel like it's got its own identity and you, you know it's got its own it's got its own identity and i think that comes from the lead the lead characters in it but it's not a particularly engaging story as such I, what i quite like is the fact that they kind of introduce other elements and almost a back a backstory to the main two characters before yeah. the haunting kicks off yeah rather than them just being brought in as sort of like nobodies who we don't know anything about we understand that you know they've been doing this for a while that you know Vera Farmiga 
Yeah, I, um, can, I can imagine a draft of this when it's like it's from the point of view of the family, and yeah. like it's all about them. They're they're the main characters, and they call in these paranormal investigators to help. That feels like the more common route to this film. But yeah. the fact that it's it's the other way around, and we get like a couple of cases, or we get a bit of a history, and we see them even going to a go to a house where it's like just like the pipes making noise. Yeah, that's like good. Like, yeah, it like it makes them. Because <clears throat> they're like most of the time, there's an explanation. Yeah, like ninety nine percent of the time, there's like an explanation that isn't a ghost or a demon or something like that. Yeah. So I guess yeah. that sort of gives them it gives them as characters weight that we're that we believe their yeah. cause. I guess that they're well, not just trying to make money off of people. Or... I think there's three. Ca- there's four cases actually in this film because there's the the exorcism that they link to at the start, which creates a bit of backstory for them. There's the pipes, and there's Annabelle. Um, case and then there's this case, so they really do pile a few in. I don't make no money. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, the church, maybe, I guess. Donations. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Patreon. Yeah, I, I kept thinking this. I was like, what's, 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 the, what's the salary like for this? Are they charging the family? Like, you're all almost yeah, you're terrified and you're almost dead, but this would be underground, please. Yeah. Maybe not as much as that. You just, the, did you not see that post-credits sequence where, like, just a picture of outside the house and they get the bill? <laughs> Yeah, to get a bill to go. Ah, oh my God! You spent nine hundred and sixty-seven dollars on exorcisms. Ah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? GoFundMe.com. So who we got? Um, cast is quite ma- massive. Vera Farmiga, Patrick Wilson, playing the Warrens. We've got the parents played by Lily Taylor, who I recognise from tons of stuff. Um, playing yeah. Carolyn Perrin. Uh, these are based on real people. This is based on a real case. Ron Livingston plays Roger Perrin. Um, and then we've got four little girls. Um, yeah, I think there's four little girls. So yeah. there's Andrea, Nancy, Christine, Cindy, and April. God, there's five. Jesus Christ. Wow, yeah. Um, so... Yeah, because it, it kept happening where I was like, there's another kid there I've not even seen before, I swear. Yeah, uh, that's that's pretty that's pretty much it. Most of it is centered around this family, and that and that. There's like a there's a cop guy who's a, a doubting Thomas, and then there's a helping hand, like a student guy. Uh, but there's a big cast. Um, 
James so, Wan's in it as well. Is he? James Wan is in it. Yeah. Isn't he? I don't know. Tell me. Uh, you is tell he, me. Does he play D? I thought he was the, the like cameraman guy. That's interesting. Did not know that. Uh, let me have a look. I thought I thought I thought that was him anyway. Maybe. I only know James Bond when he's got like he's got like coloured hair. Yeah, like have coloured hair now and again, doesn't he? Oh, maybe maybe I just maybe I got it wrong then. Oh well. Uh, so it has some starts. It starts off with uh, Warren's giving a speech in a class. Yeah, they obviously know that um, people think they're kooks. They make a joke about it. It's the best way to get over that. Um, they t- tell people to sign up to their Patreon page, and then they say, um, they, they sort of show an example of, of a guy with exorcism, guy with bleeding from his eyes, all that standard standard stuff. Um, and then I think we, we pretty much, I think we introduce also, they've got a daughter, I think there's the Annabelle cases around there as well, quite early on. It's weird that the Annabelle yep. case is, uh, it's just like an like a side story, not a main main story, and yet for some reason this has been inspired so many films. Yeah, because I guess they give it enough to sort of make it an interesting thing to revisit, um, and sort of talk about the Annabelle doll, you know, as a as a vessel for something, and the fact that the Warrens keep hold of it and basically just keep it in a room at their house, a locked room. And then someone says, why don't you destroy it? And they're like, well, you don't need to destroy the vessel. You know, it's got to go somewhere. Up your Aris. Up your Aris, yeah. Up your Aris. And then, so then we're introduced to the family. They just moved into this house. It's a pretty, like you said, it's a pretty standard setup. There's girls running around. I've got a dog. Um, It's the... The house, actually, I think one of the best things about this film is the location, like the, the house itself, and also that tree outside on the on the front garden. So the yep. lake is really visually striking. Um, the house big is big and old. Tree. James Wan has this uh, real knack for introducing uh, stuff that he's obviously going to use for scares later on. Like in this one, he uses the hand clap game, um, yep. and then he uses he's got the like a little music box with like a spinning thing on it. Oh yeah. No one likes to say that. No. Like a mirror on it. We're like, that mirror's gonna bleed. Yeah. Down. In the sequel, he's got like, um, he's got like the Mr. Spindly Man thing going on. That There's like game. a chair. Is there a chair as There's well? A like chair. A, you can just sort of see where, where he's sort of going to use these scares. But he did, that's one of the things I like about watching these films because they're genuinely fun to watch. And it's like, it's like watching a magic trick. Like he does manage to find ways to, to get you. Um, the only thing is, the dog pretty much dies within the first 20 minutes. I mean, he's left yeah. outside one night. He dies. <laughs> you don't really yeah, see but him. Basically, the dog, the dog doesn't want to go into the house. The dog is like, I'd rather, yeah. I'd rather sleep outside than go into the house. First rule of thumb there, if the dog don't want to go somewhere, he's scared of going somewhere, the dog's looking up in a corner of the room, Yeah, get out of there. Why do you think film, horror films do that so much? Take out the dog. Why not have the dog stay till the end? Because they want to show you how what a malevolent force you're dealing with, all right? If this malevolent force could kill a dog willy-nilly, just imagine what it's going to do to you. An innocent dog yeah. or you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why doesn't it possess the dog? I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's 
paperwork or something. I don't know how it works. It's paperwork you got to fill out. If you want to go, if you want to possess something that's not your species, yeah, you know, it's frowned upon in the demon, the demon uh, world. Yeah, the demon clubs. The it's, demon clubs. Um, okay, so the dog gets it pretty pretty early on. There's a some hand clapping games going on between the kids. There's a there's a cupboard. Again, like you look at that and you think that's going to be used for a scare at some point. It's like a creepy old wardrobe. Yeah, so they're doing this game where they cover their eyes and you know they hide around the house. Someone has to clap to basically give you a clue to where they are. And we're, we we established pretty early on that there's some there's a little force in this house that's fucking with them. Yeah, by clapping about and doing all this stuff. Um, but yeah, pretty much, pretty quickly. We we get introduced. There's like a cellar that's like boarded up that they go down yeah. to see what's going down in there. Again, a few like uh, fake out scares, you know. You're not, uh, you're not a fan of those, right? The the sort of the fake. Well, ones. it depends. It de- I'm not usually a fan of them. It depends how they're sort of used. Yeah. I don't. Well, I don't really like fake out scares, but at the same time, I don't like scares happening like too early into this story. So if yeah. they just arrived at this house and suddenly a genuine scare happened. Yeah, I'd probably yeah. be a bit like, oh, come on. Don't blow your beans too early. So fake-out scares serve a purpose, but I don't like the really cheap-ass cheap, cheap ass ones, you know? If it's just something it's jumping out, or like someone looks one way and looks back, and there's something yeah. there, there's something that's cheap about that. It, and it, it's If you can expect it coming, then you've already lost the game. Yeah. Whereas, um, so there's... the James Wan, the, the thing, the first big scare of this is the girl wakes up in the middle of the night and she feels like something pulling on her leg. And then she, she looks down and she sees something in the shadows. We don't see it. I think potentially we see two eyes. It's it's either too dark to see. There's like really a there's summit summit, but I can't yeah. really... I think that's good because obviously it plays on real fears. That, you know, when, yeah. when when you're there alone in, in, in a room and it's dark, you know, shadows play tricks on you. And that's yeah. sort of... Yeah. <coughs> they give you wedges and, and that. Uh, yeah. So And then the sister wakes up and she's like, I can't see anything. And she goes to walk right by it and she's just... And it makes you feel like something's going to grab her or something, but nothing happens. And then James Wan quite expertly does a bit of a reversal and the door suddenly slams shut. Um, and uh, I mean, there's nothing going on. Nothing happens at that point in time, but it's just it's an early scare. Um, and then I think the next scare <coughs> might be... Well, there's the... a few sort of weird paranormal things as well, like clocks are stopping at 3.07 a.m. Birds are flying into the window. Um, there's like a, a foul a foul stench. Coming from someone, Someone's and it's farted. not because yeah. it's not because they've had um, a curry the night before. It is not just you know, not this time. Um, so yeah, and there's another scare obviously where the mother, um, Carolyn, plays the clapping game. Um, she hears the clapping coming from the cupboard, right? Coming from the cupboard, and obviously she's blindfolded, and then we see some hands come out, which clearly don't belong to one of her daughters. Yeah. Clap. And obviously she tries to find it, but then the kid goes, Oh, I was in the ro- I was in a different room and she's like, Well that's weird. Yeah, you idiot. Just swore you come from the cupboard. <laughs> yeah. Uh so at some point, um I think we cut back for a little bit with for the Warrens. And they've uh we introduced a bit of a backstory where I think <coughs> she <coughs> Patrick Wilson doesn't wanna do any more cases with his wife because the last case he did apparently took a big time she saw something happen which you find out in the sequel what it is um, and she didn't leave a room or didn't speak for a week or something like that so he's he's very dubious now 
Um, but then they, then they go to that case in the attic where it's actually pipes, um, and then they go home and have a cheeseburger. Um, so I, I, when did, when did they call they, them into this? So they kind of well, it's not it's not quite yet because it doesn't get too bad until pretty much after that bit. So there's another part where Carolyn. So basically, the dad goes away as well on a job. Yeah. He gets called away to you know, what's his job? Gigolo. He gets yeah. he gets, basically gets called away and he's going to be away for a few days. Yeah. And at that time, Carolyn hears sort of like noises in the uh, in the basement, and she goes to like investigate and you know light switch off and she uses like a match to uh, to try and find her way. She's she's shitting a brick at this moment. Yeah. And then obviously another big scare where some hands come out of the darkness and clap. Yeah. And the, uh, and the match goes out, but at the same moment, yeah. two of the girls are in the bedroom. And one of one yeah, of them is like sleepwalking, yeah. headbutting into the wardrobe, and then we do get quite a sort of like genuine, pretty horrific scare yeah. at this point. There's like a really quick zoom towards these girls and up onto the top of the wardrobe where there's like a a blood-soaked, witchy, grinning, grinning yeah. demon, beast, spirit woman yeah. who like leaps yeah. off the top of the wardrobe. And it's a, it's great because it cuts just as she's about to like land on the girls or whatever yeah. and obviously they start screaming they're absolutely terrified carolyn gets out and it's na- around about now after this horrific you know he comes sight- back from his sighting trip he comes back from his trip and then yeah. and then and then they get <laughs> and then they get the warrens involved who are like ske- not skeptical sorry they're like they're just unsure whether they want to commit to it because patrick wilson doesn't really want to put his yeah. wife through it again She's like, you know, we got we got to help them because Carolyn's sort of be- almost begging them in a way. Yeah, I think I think she comes across they they change their mind fairly early on, don't they? Because they're sort of walking around, and then she's she like often thing he says like they hit his knocking, and he goes demon, and then they go you get like a cold draft, what a freak demon, like everything there instant. Even though earlier said like ninety nine percent of the time it's not, it's just something. And this yeah. time they're like anything, yeah, it's probably a demon. <laughs> Yeah, and, yeah, uh, and um, it, it, it stinks in here. Oh, I mean, it you, could did be. You fart? No. Uh, did you fart? Is it the bins? <laughs> is it the drains? Demon. Yeah. Demon is the first one they go to. Like probably a demon. To be fair, yeah. but they're not trying to like. <laughs> they're not trying to like. Yeah. Just stop them worrying too much. They're literally going. It's probably a demon. Yeah. Demon probably wants to inhabit your kids or kill your kids or something like that. Three knocks. It's a holy, something demon. Yeah. Demon, it's literally demon. like a friendly neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Trinity of Demons! Yeah, I think it's my neighbor. No, it could could be a demon. To be fair, um, and they yeah. pretty much. So, vi- vi- um, Lorraine Warren starts seeing stuff sort of around the house, various shapes and yeah, spirits, and she sees like she, she has a vision of this witch, an accused witch, hanging from hanging from a tree branch after she like killed herself, and then she sort of they work out what the backstory of this spirit is. Um, or demon, she sacrificed What's her the child name? to the Bethes- devil. Bethesda. Her name is Bathsheba. Yeah. Bathsheba, who made Fallout and Fallout <laughs> 76 so badly. Yeah. Sacrificed her weak old child to the devil, killed herself in 1863, cursing all who would take her land. Leave leave people of the la- leave people who want the land out of it. How long was that gone for? I mean, how long after your death is that land still yours? Even yeah, like, I know. like 200 years go by. 
well, it's going to be completely different. Two hundred two hundred years go by, and like a like Starbucks a is there. Starbucks is built on it. Yeah. Every single person trying to make a chai latte just gets possessed. Yeah, and they pour it ah! in like young kids' face. Yeah. Um. So I think that then they go okay. So I think what we need to do is do like exorcism of the house. We need to cleanse the house. Um. And we need the way we can do that is by get, gathering evidence from the church, and we're gonna take some video footage. We're gonna send it to the church, and um, they're gonna. <laughs> I don't know, you know, grant them an exorcism. You have yeah. one exorcism. Um, you have one exorcism, but <laughs> yeah. if you if you don't if you waste that exorcism, you like can't a have a coupon them. code and it, it expires if they one use time. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they place like cameras and bells around the house. Uh, obviously this police officer and this um video guru it dude. It could be James One. Yeah. It could be James One, but I think I've got that inc- incredibly wrong. But in my defense, I don't even really know what James One looks like. He looks so, like a guy. Like, he looks like a guy. Like, he looks like a yeah. guy, but older. Yeah. So, sorry, James One. I've completely mugged you <laughs> off there. Um, so, yeah, they set all this stuff up, and then there's obviously various sightings and stuff. They get like sort of noises from the radio. Um, there's like a the spirit starts, you know, opening doors, mugging them off. Uh, yeah. One of the, the, police, the police officer sees Ooh, like the ghost that, of a maid. There's that big scare. Uh, that you shared on the Facebook group, where what's her name is doing oh, the yeah. washing. Oh yeah, good. This is uh, this is when it possesses the mum, I think. Yeah, um, so this is a little bit, a little bit after this, this particular bit. But this was a good scare. Yeah, she's doing the washing, and the laundry flies up. The wind blows it off, and it sort <coughs> of blocks over her shape, and then it flies up through her onto the window. I don't know how it would have been filmed. This flies up yeah. into the window, and then the ghosty Bethesda is I, in the you, room. I tell you how, you how you'd film that. You just wait for a good gust of wind. But he's got to take your, take your duvet right onto the... 500 takes. Right into the window. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they did it with Ripley in Alien Resurrection. That's to keep throwing a basketball until it hit. So Exactly. This is this the yeah. same thing. Yeah. So, yeah. So, as time goes on, they obviously get... They find, like, a secret passage, like, through the wardrobe. Um, to Narnia. Yeah. It's basically to Narnia. And, basically, Lorraine starts getting more and more sort of evidence as time goes through. Works out that this spirit has inhabited the bodies of various other people and got them to kill their kids in this house. Yeah. yeah. Over the over the years, racked up quite a kill count. Pretty horrible. Um so yeah, but basically what happens is the family then the family sort of go to a motel at some point as well. And yeah, I think they go to a motel. Ed and Lorraine take their evidence to the church. Um and obviously the, the, the priest is like I've never seen anything like this before and they were like neither have we Put it on YouTube, mate. Put, yeah. it on, put it on the YouTube. I know it's 1971, but you got to put it somewhere. <laughs> Get this out there. The public want to see this. Good impression. Uh, yeah. It's a good impression of that man who didn't speak <laughs> like that. Uh, oh, yeah. And then we sort of get this little side plot where Bethesda decides to target uh, the Warren's daughter. Yeah. Utilizing the doll Annabelle, obviously we saw earlier, um, which I thought was quite nice. It didn't. It didn't feel like it moved away from the main plot too much. It was just something else. I thought it was a yeah. bit confused initially because I thought it was. In the, I was a bit like, is this the same house? What's going on here? Oh no, we we've moved somewhere else. Yeah, and then Annabelle loves a chair at the daughter. Yeah, so it's quite a creepy bit where the daughter obviously finds the the ghost with Annabelle sat on his lap, sat on her lap, yeah, in a rocking chair. That's quite a creepy bit, reminiscent, I guess, of that scare in the others. 
Yeah. What are yeah. you talking about? I am your daughter. Whatever that. that. It reminded <laughs> yeah. me of that a little bit. That was creepy. Yeah. Uh, but obviously the Lorraine, uh, the Lorraines, <laughs> the Warrens come. <laughs> the the two Lorraines, yeah. Lorraine Kelly and Lorraine. <laughs> I don't know. Never. Lorraine. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> the Warrens basically save yeah. their daughter, and then they're like, "Look." we got to get rid of this spirit because it's clearly mugging us. It's not the kind of spirit that inhabits a space either. Yeah. It's obviously the kind of spirit or demon that follows people around, which is the worst one to have. Like a bad smell. Right? Yeah. It's lingering. Like a bad smell. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, when they go back to the house, for some reason, the family come back to the house as I well. Said, not... Yeah. So I'm trying to bad. That's why I was like, I'm not too sure. I think they do go to a motel, but why did they end up back at the house? Maybe, maybe they got, maybe the they got to be at the back. house. Well, they try and they try and kick the mum out of the house at one point, and it starts to like burn her skin off. And it's yeah, like, yeah. You so can't leave. Around about that bit we said with the washing is when Carolyn gets um, yeah. possessed because she sort of that's quite creepy when she wakes up and Bethesda is like hovering above her and sort of yeah. spews some muck Rabina. into her mouth, right? <laughs> Being into her mouth, and yeah. um, Lily Taylor, who plays who plays the mother, Carolyn, is pretty damn terrifying as a possessed. There's a special skill, isn't there? Like some people can just do that sort of acting. Um, <laughs> Jennifer Carpenter in Exorcism of Emily Rose is quite good at it. I, uh, for I myself, am uh, pretty good. If I say so myself, you can do it when you've after you've had a nine cold shower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <coughs> uh, so uh, I mean, it all kicks off, doesn't it? So. The, it grabs one of them's hair and lobs them into a into a cupboard. It um, it pushes someone down the stairs, <laughs> like it's all going it on. Like it likes sort of smashing through walls and getting into all the yeah. little nooks and crannies and possessing people and taking them through there and all that stuff. I mean, yeah, that's pretty right to the crawl space and stuff. Um, yeah, and then so, it... it's got, so in that way, it's quite a claustrophobic sort of. Yeah, one of the kids the... goes disappears and ends up under the floorboards for some reason. Um, I mean, it, it'll happen to the best of us, mate. All right. And then we get the sort of the exorcism moment where, uh, what's her name? Uh, the mum is <laughs> Mrs. Mum is in, in in the basement, and they sort of have a fabric over her face. Why screaming. do they put a sheet on her head? They're like, I can't stand to the sight of you. Yeah. I don't want you. I don't want you gossing at me. <laughs> they've seen exorcists that are like, I don't want a puking PC on me. I I put, put something on her mouth as well. Put a sick bucket around yeah. her head. Um, but uh, I dress her up, dress her up like a gimp, and just do that zip across her mouth. Yeah, there's a good bit where they say "reveal yourself," and then the the fabric cuts down like tears on its own. And then <laughs> reveal of... yourself, what like and take me out, <laughs> single man, reveal yourself. Take me out. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> 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 it's just you at the end with the light on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair, Take Me Out is in the Conjuring universe. Yeah, I believe it. I think, I think it must be. Paddy McGuinness is somewhere Yeah, possessed, possessed by the spirit of a Scouse man. Is he no likey, no lighty. I no think he's, likey, uh, no lighty. Uh, it's for the North. <laughs> he's from he's from North, isn't he, bastard? Yeah. Bolton, I imagine. That's where Peter Case from. Blackburn, although it's yeah. all that. Um, so, uh, <laughs> just finally we get something ahead now. Uh, so they're they're doing the exorcism dance. We've all seen it many times. It's quite a good, it's quite a good one. She ent- the chair hovers, goes upside down. Um, yeah. At some point, she breaks out of it, um, and then the the guys like it's upstairs like, like special, 
scuttling off with a pair of scissors ready to basically slice up whoever gets in her way. The daughter thinks she's going straight to him. Um, yeah. That's like the big thing. And as she goes through the... She kind of Spider-Man crawls. She's been playing the game as well. Everyone has. She's been playing... She like j- crawls through the caves. <laughs> For some reason, there's caves in this house. And... <laughs> yep. And then it, it's a big, a big sort of Ferrari end. The, the guys, James Wan's trying to get the daughter out of the hole. Ed and Lorraine are doing the exorcism to the uh, Mister's mum, and Mister's dad is like uh, trying to remind her of <laughs> favorite memories. And it's Come all on, like, ah. don't you remember that time when we all had Nando's? It was great, we all man. Spider Man, and we completed it and got platinum trophies. We were well, good. It mate. was great. You were great. <laughs> You're the best. We had them posh pot noodles, soba noodles with the nice sauce. It was great. But it was it was great. <laughs> but like Ed manages to pretty easily complete the exorcism, doesn't he? All he's got to do is sh- he puts his head for a hole at some point. It was I would say. Head puts his head for a hole, didn't he? There's like a hole yeah, in that's the wall. Part of the exorcism, there. And he puts his head for it. And goes <laughs> here I am, then. <laughs> <laughs> hey! And he, he completes goes, the exorcism. Bethesda or something. Bethesda Fallout seventy six was shit. <laughs> and he goes, uh-huh. and he, she goes, <laughs> yeah. And it, there is there is a nice sort of look on the demon's face there. Yeah, she knows. And uh, the exorcism's <laughs> done. Bethesda is gone. She Bathsheba. Melts. Yeah, she melts. She's gone. Um, she melts into liquid and leaves liquid. mother. <laughs> liquid mother. And um yeah. and then they, they carry liquid mother around <laughs> in a vase. Yeah. And uh well there she's fine. The mum she's fine, she's up melted. Um oh, I think that's how it ends. That's pretty much how it ends. Uh Lorraine and Ed go home, leave it it's a nice happy ending, I guess, but with an it's an open ending because they take the music box from earlier. This music box we didn't actually mention in just now, but one of the daughters is communicating with one of the dead boys who was like murdered, yeah, because of the curse, yeah. And there, there is sort of like this uh, music box with a mirror in it that she sees the ghost through. But yeah, basically the Warrens take that music box away and put it in their house of pain. Yeah, they've got a room which is full of haunted shit. Uh, basically, yeah. basically, remember in Ghostbusters when they kept the ghosts in yeah. like a like What's a it called? Box, like the reactor thing, yeah, reactor thing, and they're like, look, don't let the ghosts out. It'll, it'll fuck the world up. Well, it's basically a nuclear reactor type thing. Basically, anyway. they've got, they've got that. Yeah. Anyway. But they've got that, but it's essentially a sort of room full of tat. It's just like, <laughs> if, you walk, if you walked into like your great your great aunt's spare room yeah. and all the tat she's collected over the years, it looks like that, but every single item is basically haunted. And this week on Most uh, Haunted <clears throat> is uh, this house, Ed and Lorraine Lauren. Look at all this shit in this house. (laughs) Look at all this shit. Apparently, every item in this room is haunted. Sounds like a load of old bollocks to me. (laughs) No likey. This this was (laughs) presented by Paddy Guinness. No likey. No lighty. (laughs) No likey. No lighty. They're just throwing stuff into the bin. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, so there he is. And that's that's it. So, obviously, this collection of items from past cases is clearly like, that's ripe for the pick-in for like a, a shared universe. Yeah. And, you know, Studio has just gone right. Let's let's make the every studio single... saw that. And you know, it ends on the thing spinning around the <coughs> spiral. They, yeah. Their eyes just had dollar signs spiraling around their eyes. Yeah. They knew. They knew. Yeah. And it, who can who can blame them? And then James one he was just spiraling, was floating, spiraling around because he does that sometimes. He was yeah. one with the universe. Anyway, so <laughs> uh, trivia. Are you ready for some? Yes. Number one. If you could have the power of sight, like what Lorraine. Lauren, Lauren Warren has. Would yep. you have it? 
Oh, don't think so. What, like just normal sight or sight where you like see ghosts and shit? Sight where you see ghosts and shit. No, I don't think so. I Incorrect. You would have it. Oh. Number two. What? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Number two. What rating did the film get? And I don't mean like a a, a score. I mean in terms of the um the, the certifications, but like the American, the American one. Yeah. The American version. AFC or whatever it's called. Yeah. This, was it I'd A? Say, yeah. <laughs> PG. Or was it B R? R. Okay. Uh, so this film contains yeah. no sex, no nudity, little profanity, just little tits. <laughs> it's tame and mostly bloodless violence um, and brief depictions of alcohol and no smoking. Yet it still receives an R rating. This is solely for its scare factor alone. So correct. It's like someone hanging and shit. They tried to make a PG thirteen um, because they wanted to like the most the biggest audience they can get, uh, and they know thirteen year olds are massive these days. I mean. <laughs> It's not. I mean, it's not a PG thirteen film, is it? It's not. I mean, uh, I, I know what you mean. It's just too scary. I mean, it's just all those. Too, th- yeah. All those things are void, but it is scary. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like if there was a big scary, I don't know, Pikachu coming at you. Like those. Le- if I if I was a kid, if I was thirteen and I watched it, you oh, know, the, the, the legs on that they were hanging and the woman's just like swinging towards it. Yeah, that'd be it. I'd be. I'd be, I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd be dead. I wouldn't sleep. <laughs> I wouldn't sleep for yeah. at least another ten years. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Number three. What was the original working title of the film? Was it A, The Untitled Warren Files Project, B, Ghost Bustlers, C, Insidious Free, or D, The Nun During? The Nun During, that sounds yeah. good. Was it the first one, Untitled Warren and Palavadab? <laughs> it was, yeah, Untitled Warren and Palavadab. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, be- that's a better title. <laughs> I'd like it if it was Insidious Free, because it just come before. I have no idea where it came into the, in the, uh, the process. You just shut that in and try and fuck just me up, baby. Yeah. Uh, number four, the composer of the film, Joseph Bishara, has a cameo in this film. Who is he? Um, is, is he... The composer. The li- just, just the li- <laughs> is he the little boy? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he, he was quite a small man, but they made him up to look like a little boy. Close. He plays Bathsheba, the uh, the... the no way. Witchy ghost thing. He also plays the lipstick demon from Insidious. And I think oh, the lipstick what? demon is the... Um, What's the his name? Creepy Strangle Woman, I think. His name is Joseph Bishara. You give me a Google. Joseph Bishara. Bishara. Yeah. So he's the dude who plays the, the demon. Oh, yeah. I can yeah. see it, you know. He looks like... Uh, what does he look like? Oh yeah, yeah. He looks like He's a cross a face, between Marilyn Manson and uh, uh, David, uh, David Draymond. Is that his name? The guy yeah. from yeah, uh, the, the, bait, the guy and from, a bit uh, like Chester Benton. He's got like Chester and Benton. A bit like, face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely got the kind Hit of face where you like. Yeah. yeah. Uh, look at his eyebrow. His eyebrow's been drawn on. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Number five. Screenings in the Philippines of The Conjuring came with a complimentary what? Uh, screenings of The Conjuring came with a complimentary... In the Philippines. <coughs> huh? In the Philippines. Came with the a complimentary... What? Came with a complimentary um, sick bucket. Close. Uh, sick bag. Close. Um, bag to put on your head. Getting closer. Hat. 
Okay, well, it came Cheat, with uh, complimentary blessings by priests, where <laughs> because was I of, close? Well, <laughs> was I compared no, to else, compared to what? It's all, it's all relative, mate. Compared oh, to yeah. something else, but um, the screenings in the, the Philippines are blessed by priests because they, they were like it's it needs priests, I guess. Um, yeah. So we need to rate this movie out <clears> of so... a possible A. Out of a possible A rating. Yeah. I like this film, but I've seen it too many times. So now I'm kind of bored of it. But I still know that it's a pretty good film. Wait, mm. excuse me. Mm. <coughs> Chesty. Chesty. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's hard to say. Like, how do you rate a film when it comes to that? So I'd probably give it... It didn't. Bl- it's good, but it didn't blow my mind. So I'd give it a, a B minus. A B for... Yeah, be for blowing. That's that's how good mind, I think it but... is. Like for the last time I watched it, I'd probably give it a C. Really? Just just because of you oh, know. Oh right, yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, um, that's how I felt about. But I think a, a more general rating, I'd say that. Yeah. I went with a, a B. Uh, I probably would have originally first time I saw it would have gone for like a B plus. So I was kind of hadn't seen that kind of film done that well, um, maybe ever really. Uh, but it's um, it, I've called off and I think now it's now it's to be in terms of I know what you mean like this viewing experience because I've seen it so many times in the past past two years I think I've seen it three or four times yeah um, it's probably like a, a C as well C minus or something but I'm gonna go with a B because I think that's where it it should sit <clears throat> I think that's fair I think a B minus I mean it's not too far for that so yeah. I think I'll stick with a B minus as yeah. I said these aren't usually the kind of films I enjoy modern takes on this sort of film like i really don't usually get along with but the conjuring and the conjuring 2 are two films that i do enjoy yeah yeah so, so there we go put that in your pipe and smock it yeah okay so what are we doing next week do we know yet are we doing are we doing um congo next week uh, i don't think so okay i All think right. well so we put a poll out there to see if we thought congo was, because it was a horror nine... film out of ten, it was like, no, it's not a horror. Movie. Nine out of ten, we're like, it's not a horror film, and I agree with that. So I'm sorry to piss on your chips. However, that we were suggested um, that there was a there was there was a monkey based horror mil, horror movie called Shakma. Um, I don't know if you heard of this. It's sort of like a a very low budget, very critically panned 1990 American horror film with a killer baboon. So if we were going to do some monkey based, this might be a That's good, good one. What's the uh, the one with the monkey butler. It's um, it's directed by what's his name? Monkey butler. Yeah, it's got the evil monkey butler. Evil monkey butler. Yeah, you know, there's a Simpsons episode based off of it. <laughs> is um, is it a horror film? Yeah, what's its name? The guy who did um, oh my god, my brain's gone dead. Uh, my brain's gone dead. <laughs> I'm not sure. I keep thinking someone out of bloody Wizard of Oz. I'm going to tell you. Evil so. Monkey Butler. Is... Evil Monkey Butler doll. Just monkey Shines. It's George, oh, George Romero. Monkey Shines. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I've, never, I've never seen it. I've never seen it either. So Monkey Shines and then Shakma. Shakma, I think, is is on YouTube. So <laughs> okay. I, watched, I watched the trailer and I found it. And, you know, that could be... A laugh, but maybe we'll carry on with the list as well because I think next on next on the list is Halloween Three. Okay, yeah, I'm quite excited. Which is to see Se- that. Season yeah. of the Witch, which yeah. is obviously not a Michael Myers based Halloween film, is it? Nope. Um, but 
if I'm going to watch that, maybe I'll watch Halloween 2 as well, just to get me. But we'll decide what to watch. So next week's episode could be a could be some of those films, could be none of those films. That's how it works with us. Could be the nunjuring. Could uh, be the nunjuring. Or the no. nun, which I've never seen. Okay, so uh, this show is brought to you by Hawk and Cleaver. Head over to hawkandcleaver.com. Uh, go to the shop on there and buy a horror hangout t-shirt and yes show everyone cover up your darkness and your inner body <laughs> cover up yep. your nips cover up your, cover your nips. Chest. you don't have to wear anything on the bottom if you don't want you can donald duck it you could donald duck right? it you can donald yeah. duck yeah um you could do that thing where you took it like so it's just your belly's <coughs> hanging out flapping it oh that's a good idea i like to do that sometimes when yep. it gets hot uh, and i've got like a an ice pop uh, so thanks to Kovach Cowman for our theme music. Let's talk about Ari Aster then. Thanks to Kovach Cowman for our theme music. <laughs> thanks to ACAS for hosting the show. Uh, thanks to the listeners. If you enjoyed the show, please consider giving us a rating and review in iTunes. And remember to hit subscribe. And thanks yes. to my co-host Ben for being a right or a dude. Thanks very much, Luke. It's been a pleasure as always. Harry! Okay. Harry! Okay, okay. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.